There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Hey, Rich, when was the last time that you left your roof behind? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked me that, Johnny, because I know the answer. Yeah. It was the year 2000. Was it? And and it wasn't my car. It was Anne Corvette, and we were in America filming. Yes. And somebody, for some reason, the roof panel on the Corvette was removed and left by the side of the road. <laughs> We drove off filming. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wasn't expecting you to have a story, but this is brilliant. And, yeah, and then it was like, oh, shit. You know, obviously it wasn't our car. GM had lent it to us for some filming for Old Top Gear in California. And and then, of course, the other thing is you go, where where were we when we did that? And then we couldn't bloody remember where we'd parked when we'd taken the roof off. You never took ages to figure it out. Then we did get it back. Oh, you did get it? But... <clears throat> but it was a little bit of an awkward moment where it was like, uh-oh, where's, where's the, the roof? roof? Yeah. Well, Fortunately, it was bright yellow, so it was fairly easy to find, and no one had nicked it. So, uh, Johnny, I'm, I'm sensing that maybe you have a, a story about leaving a roof behind somewhere. Well, guys, listen. Here's the situation. I've just rocked in um, off of being away for about three days on a shoot involving a caterham. Mm. So I naturally I've I've had a beanie on and a neck buff and some t- and a technical jacket for most of the last Ooh. three days. Oh, yes. and also some very small track day shoes. Um, of course, because that's the that's the identikit of Caterham guy. <laughs> Pro- the only thing I'm not I didn't have actually to to, to be fair, I didn't mm. ha- I haven't got any late nineties Oakleys on. But, oh, I was going to say, yes. did you not? You didn't decide to. Hmm. I haven't. I just what haven't. What about? Uh, uh, you, you've not been habitually seen in uh, small drizzle flecked cafes with some of those hand warmer sachet things <laughs> clenched in your trembling fists. <laughs> well, actually, that's another part of this conversation because it's boiling hot in this catering. I. Ah. I'm amazed and impressed at how toasty I've been. I, ah. You still need a jacket. and, a, and, and I mean, a, it is the summer, in fairness, albeit the shittest summer on record or something yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, um, but if, you, you know, if you're follicularly challenged like me, you do need a, mm. a, some sort of headgear, uh, preferably yeah. not you know, uh, a Nürburgring cap because it just looks crap. But anyway, so I had a beanie hat on. But yeah, I... What about a Jackie Stewart-style tartan hat? Oh, I'd absolutely love gaffer that. taped to your head with a strip of gaff that goes under your chin and back round again so that it stays in place. Oh, I'd like a sort of Fred Dibner come Goodwood members meeting um, pit mechanic floppy cap thing that looks like someone's accidentally dropped it in some automatic transmission fluid <laughs> and, and so so it basically smells of cat piss um, yes because <laughs> because that's what auto, i swear or you know people go on about um ad blue being being pig urine based or certainly was yeah i think the automatic transmission fluid is cat piss i'm convinced it is well i mean but then are they are they battery farming? They're the farming cat cats, just like acres of litter trays and loads and loads of cats. Yes, and then they they're, just they're free roaming um, because. Yeah. But cats are quite habitual, aren't they? So if you give them an inviting yes. place to waz, they will keep coming yeah. back. So so yeah. for so take my example. Um, I would just have lots of immaculate duvets 
um, next to really nice cat beds or just sheets of newspaper. And every time, every single time, the duvet would get hosed. A huge shed full of expensive and recently purchased armchairs with a beloved jumper on them. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, um, actually, I can't remember what I was saying. What was I saying? (laughs) Oh, well, you, you would so you the way you dressed up for your caterum oh, adventure, caterum guy. with lots of heat soak though. Because now, so this is the caterum you've borrowed is the three cylinder one, it's the three cylinder one. And I and I've been away for three days in the caterum, K E I terum, and ah, and um, good. I, I, I had to go first on a barn find to South Wales and then pick my way from South Wales to North Wales for the shoot yesterday. Mm. Uh, for for a future late break show involving that caterum, so I thought instead of caterum delivering the car to the location, I was like, no, no, I haven't been in a caterum for ages, and I, I they are great kind of grin makers. So I'll just drive it. I'll just have a long trip in it, and I'll wedge all my gear into the passenger footwell. It'll be great, and it and and it was absolutely brilliant. But there's some things that have happened in the last three days. <laughs> so so I so I as I was driving back last night and. Let's just say last night, going from North Wales to around Warwickshire area, um, mm. unbelievable roads, unbelievable. Be clear, didn't rain, uh, and and crucial. The last the last bit's quite critical because I don't drive a caterer with the roof on because I'm too tall and it's horrible. We've we've said before it. It's like those tents with those pretend French windows in. everything's a bit milky and murky and i just do you want to know what it would be like to have cataracts well try looking at the outside world from one of those tents or indeed anything but the windscreen in a catering with the roof (laughs) so so i i only drove it with the with the roof off the roof was only put on at night you know when or when you park up to go into a shop or something and oh god well, yeah. I mean, but that's how long does it take to put the roof on? Well, I don't do it properly uh, because it's such a oh. faff. It's a bit like sort of doing up a shirt and only doing three buttons of the 11. <laughs> you just go, uh, just cut. As long as it basically hangs off me, it'll be fine. Um, you mean the trying on a shirt in a clothes shop changing room yes. technique where you just go, oh, fuck it, I'll do the top and the bottom and I'll get a gist of what that's it's That's right. Like. One middle button just to check whether the stomach is all right, the torso yes. area. Yeah, <laughs> fine. I, that's exactly it. But I realised, I got as I was soldiering through last night, just, just reeling in the amazing roads, mm. I got a text message flash up on my phone. My phone's magnet um, clamped to the dash with the sat-nav on so I can look at the corners because it's my co-driver. Um, mm. I get a text message which flashes up from the videographer, Phil, who goes, Johnny, shit, you've left the roof to the caterer in the boot of my car. Well, you know, it rained during the course of the shoot and we switched from bits from car to another car to make sure the footwells were clear for filming. And I went, no. Oh. So I've left the roof in another person's car. So that's oh, a, so you were too far gone by this point way, to turn around. Oh, way it? too far gone. And I was driving at nine tenths, Richard. So um, <laughs> there was no hope. <laughs> I was, you know, when you, you know, some tillermanship was happening. I did some. This is good. I did some. I did some really proud ETA shaving. We've all done ETA shaving, where yes. you, you type it into the nav and it goes, yeah quarter to 11 at night and you're like no way yeah, that's not way watch, too late mate. no exactly no, no, no. yeah i'll see your 10 45 <laughs> you're just pointing at your navigation going no not having that no exactly the good thing about a caterum is or this one in particular mm. it's only 660 cc and mm. it's got 84 horses but mm. it just means you can kind of rinse it everywhere and you don't have to slow down for much so yeah it's you can shave off minutes and minutes and minutes without doing 130 miles an hour and getting banned from driving. It's it's amazing. And um, are you um, using that old? Uh, it's a bit of a car journalism cliche. I think the carrying momentum. I was carrying. Yeah, I was carrying. I was. I was during your your, your <laughs> Helms Wrightmanship. I was. I felt like some sort of. Um, I did honestly. I rolled into town to find the premiere in. And I, oh. I felt like a little bit of a hit. In fact, I, I burst through the door of Premier Inn carrying all my stuff because I realised I couldn't leave anything in the car because it doesn't have a roof. 
<laughs> so I had to bring I had to bring all my tools from the barn find. I'd, I'd put some select tools in, extra pairs of. I had steel-toed shoes because I couldn't drive in those because you can't drive in a Caterham in anything other than speed booties. And yeah. so I was wearing the Tillerman shoes as I ran in. <laughs> And I, I, <laughs> someday the Tillerman I, I was I, I was exceedingly bloodshot eyes from all the wind rush, and I felt like the lady at Premier Inn was just going to like put a wreath over my neck and kiss me on each cheek, and say, "Well done on shaving your ETA." <laughs> Buy one of those airline-sized bottles of Carver from the vending machine in the Prem lobby, and then just loose it off all over the what, just, automated what, check-in machine. It just paint the whole foyer until somebody slips over and hurts themselves (laughs) (laughs) yes yes me Um, yes but so hang on presumably this premier in didn't have a covered car park so you just had to leave it roof off i did in the elements i did and so i just locked i mean that that it really the caterham roof is a bit like i don't know stretching a a bag sellotaping a bag for life over the roof and just going oh no one can break into that but um, yeah. it has gotten a mobiliser, and I did lock the steering on full lock in an awkward way, a jaunty way. But um, mm. so what? So some things have happened in the last three days. On the way out to South Wales from here, I set mm. aside the afternoon because I knew it was a big journey, two hundred and sixty something miles. Big, big journey, and it's a diagonal journey that from you, isn't it? So it's diagonal, and the weather's been you've moody. got no motorways, which is fine, I suppose, in a Caterham. You don't want motorways, really. No, especially in a little-engined Caterham. Um, mm. I mean, you are you are one metre off the ground. It is a metre-high car. And so when you're next to SUVs on 22-inch rims, there is a feeling of vulnerability. Uh, mm. And you haven't got radio, so you just make do with just clean helmsmanship and possibly singing certain <laughs> songs in your head. I don't, I don't do music while driving. Humming. You can't sing, though, because if your mouth's open and a bee comes along, you're in trouble. Yeah. So yeah. humming, really. Yeah, so humming. Or yeah, and I did... I bad, did. bad trumpet impressions. <laughs> well, this thing, because this is turbo, you get real, you mm. get whistle and you get um, flutter. It really is vocal on the on the on the turbo. Interesting. And on the way back, the speedo started showing 160 miles an hour, and then when I slowed down to 30, it went down to 70. So I had no reference apart from the RPM of what I was doing because the speedo just decided to just stop working. But prior to this, something else on the dashboard um, stopped working, which caused me some distress. What else is there on the dashboard? <laughs> well, there's not a lot on a Caterham dashboard. But um, it is... It, a Caterham dashboard looks like you've gone into a doorbell shop and then bought some different... <laughs> yeah, they've got all of their products on <laughs> Just display. bought a, a couple of different styles of doorbell and then stretched some vinyl around it. And I know I'm being naughty uh, about Caterham, but the, 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 I love this car, OK? So as I was driving out to Wales, I remembered the, mm. the, the, the MPG of this car is 58.4. Or, or ah. 50, so it's, it's, it's nearly 60 to the gallon, unless you rinse it, of course. Mm. So mm. As I, I drove like, I drove, I'd, I'd, done, I'd done nearly 200 miles and the, mm. the fuel gauge had only gone down to half. I was like, this is amazing. Wow. Uh-oh. But it is a K, it's a K car engine. Yeah, you, you know what's coming. Yeah. Mm. Now, storms were brewing and it was getting dusk. And I didn't have the roof on. I dodged a few showers on the way down, and over fifty, you don't get you don't get cold and you don't get wet. Because and put the heat the heaters are unbelievable. Mm. So, but I've been I've been doing that thing of going past services and fuel stations and avoiding doing the wee. I needed a wee, and I thought I'm not going to stop for a wee because I just want to make my progress, get there. But also, I don't want to have to get everything out of the car to go into the services for a while because there's no security on the car. So just kept pushing myself 10 more miles then i'll stop for a, a, a nice scenic was just 10 more miles and then it got to the point where i was like i've got to pull over i pulled over in a very rural lay-by left the car idling because i had been squealing it and i thought i'll let the turbo cool down and as Ooh, and as i technique. yeah yeah and as I, I climbed up the sort of embankment a little bit as i was rooster tailing my 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 waist into the into the trees i um the car started stumbling I could hear the idle was fluttering and stumbling. I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. And the lights mm. were going a bit dim. 
And then before mm-hmm. I could finish what I was doing, it, it cut out. I was like, oh, oh, that's not great. Got back in it. Managed to find the USB plug because my phone was down to 9% and I started panicking about oh, not being God. able to have any sat-nav in the last 60 miles of rural Wales. Um, found that, and the, every time I started the car, it immediately died. Immediately died. I thought, oh, no, it's either a mobiliser or fuel. But it can't be fuel because I've got half a tank. So mm. I phoned Caterham in a bit of a panic and went, look, I know it's late, uh, but I have an issue. This car's been glorious, but it's cut out and it won't start. And then they went, okay. Um, I said, it's got half a tank of fuel in it. And they went, uh, right, well, how many miles ago did you refuel? And I went, oh, well, um, I said, I've done about 200 miles. It was full when I set off. And they went, yeah, the range on that car's about 200 miles. And I went, oh, oh so that'll be that then. And, and they went, really sorry, it's been... We've had a few calibration issues with the uh, gauges on this model. And I was like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> and, and there I am stood seeing this like black acme cloud looming overhead in these moody Welsh hills. It's dusk. And I'm thinking, I, I, I'm nowhere near a fuel station. Nowhere near. Mm. What am I going to do? You know, I can't leave this car because it's got no damn roof. But then... I hung up on them and, and said, OK, I'll see what I can do. I hung up on them, Richard, and I looked down into the footwell and amongst my other shoes and um, my bag of, of, of clothes, I realised I had a spare can of fuel because I was on my way to a, sh- a barn find shoot and I had the can of hope, which is a special uh, fuel can with a fuel pump and everything on board that I use for barn finds, yeah. called the can of hope. And... I was like, oh my gosh, I think it's got some fuel in it. And I shook it and it had about four litres in it. I'm like, whoa, amazing. So I got it out, but it has no spout. And the Caterham's Caterham's filling station at the rear is totally vertical. Mm. So I realised, I I tried to kind of slosh it in and it was going all over my hands and all over my feet. So this is not great. So I realised there was only one thing for it. I scavenged around the hedgerows looking for trucker tizer in bottles and couldn't find any because um, I thought I could just use another bottle. I had to, I had to empty out my my drinks bottle, uh, you know, my my, my flask, hmm. uh, shake it out and fill it with petrol and one flask at a time, tip, super oh, unleaded course. in into the caterham, <clears throat> and then it worked straight away, albeit yeah with a stinky flask. So I, I managed to get to my destination. <laughs> I got to my destination. I felt heroic. I, I mean, it was annoying because I'd lost an hour, but it was it was great. Um, really, really wonderful. And I, I did try and boil water and soak in fairy liquid my water bottle. And three boils and washes later, I started drinking out of it again. But it does feel a bit strange. And I think it's given oh. me a headache. So oh. I wouldn't recommend that. Um, yeah. But so the, the the and I'll try and keep this brief because you know it's not all about me. Um, things there's some 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 Caterham based observations on the way from South Wales to North Wales the day after the shoot. I was really looking forward to this South Wales to North Wales scenic routes. Mm. Well, yeah. it was raining like hell, and no. I got stuck behind an escorted static caravan. Oh, now you know how slow that's going. Hmm. Stuck for an hour and a half. They wouldn't let anyone pass. Oh. Hour and a half, and I got hour I got and a half. Hour and a half. It was it was joyless on really nice Welsh roads, but I just couldn't get by. I got wet because I was going too slow, so all the water came in. So I, at one point, yeah. I I just thought this is rubbish. Pulled in at what was textbook piss vista with some lovely mm. hills. I thought I'm not staying behind this horrible piece of shit. Um, climb the climb the gate went into the field for an amazing really euphoric uh rural way and hmm. it was destroyed by fly tipping and i realized oh. lots of bags of poo hanging in the hedge what yes lots of bags of poo which i think were human and kitchen oh roll. god yeah 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 really oh my god yeah i know it's disgusting people are animals and the fly tipping oh. were paint cans and a singer sewing machine on top which I thought was what? yeah I've I've got I've got imagery <clears throat> I've got supporting imagery, um, so that was that was ruined. 
Um, and the final thing I'll say is, can't believe the car handles so well considering it's got 155 tyres. When was the last time you drove a sporty car on 155s? Or any car, uh, actually. Any car. Any car. I think that's what my old Ford car had on it, 155s. Yeah, I bet it was, actually. And that was delightful for, you know, sort of four-wheel drifting through roundabouts and it was a bit damp and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, gosh, that's not that's not much section at all, no. is it? That's... Um, Good. So overall, you like the Caterham, apart from calibration issues on the gauges and static caravans on lorries, which aren't really the car's fault. I absolutely... Yes, yeah, so I had an amazing road ruined by the static caravan, but then yesterday restored everything because I had an epic road home with no um, rain and mm. uh, managed to do some ETA shaving. I have to point out, I do. I love the Caterham. It's honestly, it's probably the best model of Caterham. It shouldn't work, but it that engine, it's just wonderful. It's got the most showy of shifters. Honestly, I've, ne- <laughs> I've never. Honestly, there's just this this muirhead leather Gator, which just looks like I don't know. Uh, it's way too gathered up, and all you see is the head of the stick. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I just looked at it and went, "Oh gosh, that's that's full showy shifter." They've won. They've won. <laughs> They've completely won. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the Caterham. I still think they look rubbish. Um, but I think they are the OG um, driving reference car. And you cannot you cannot die without driving one because it, you've got to experience it. It's just lovely. And it, do, it actually felt very safe. How many miles safe. did you do in this in total? 650 Ooh. in the last three days. I've done a lot. Crikey. A lot. And I've really lived it. Yeah, you know, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been wearing a Craghopper's technical jacket, but I have really been living it. And Do you, have you, are you at the point now when you get back into that car and it just feels like slipping on a, a familiar pair of yeah, shoes? Yeah, I'm not phased at all. I'm not phased by it. I, I, if someone said, "Oh, yeah, you've got the Caterham till um, next Monday. Could, tomorrow, could you, could you just go to I don't know uh, Penzance?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll just go to Penzance <laughs> as long as I've got a good jumper." And a good coat and a good hat. And, and next to me, I, had, I did have a cheeky little coffee and a bag of nuts. It's great. Honestly, it's great. Yeah. Mm. So there. Good. So good. on no, that, that's, on that that's, side that's, of things, it's, cool. it's a hit. Now, I saw a picture of this caterham uh, that you put onto socials, and yeah. I was slightly troubled by the colour of it. Mm. Bordeaux red, I think it is. Is it? Mm. It's just, it's a very, I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't suit that car, I think. And also, it's got colour-matched wheels, hasn't it? Which It's got colour-matched centres in the rims, yes. it's. I think I would call it kind of silver-haired fox back, I think. Mm, yes, you? that's the thing. It's a bit... It's. Do you know what? It's the, it's the colour that the interiors on American hire cars always used to be. <laughs> do you know what I mean? In the, yeah. in the 80s and 90s and probably into the 2000s, for some reason. Or also, in fact... The colour that the carpet in American, sort of mid-priced American hotels always used to be as well. It's sort of burgundy. It is burgundy, isn't I don't it? know why, but it feels like the, the, the US has a long and deep-seated love affair with burgundy-coloured things, which I don't quite understand because it's actually a bit horrible. But it's it, it's, it's like I find with certain cars nowadays. It's luxury versus perception of luxury. They are two very different things. And I think the Americans' yes. perception of luxury for a long time was not really luxury at all. Um, yes. Hey, well, now, on that note, slight change of subject. Yeah. But, um, a day. I, I, I wanted to talk about, in fact, uh, or something I drove a few weeks ago, and I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, is I borrowed one of those Bentley Flying Spur Edition 12s, you know, the ones that are sort of marking the end of the W12 engine. Yes. And they're doing... Edition 12 version of all of the different Continentals, so the Conti GT and the GTC, and and then the Flying Spur and the Cotter GT. Did you just say Cotter GT? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you just said Cotter GT. I don't remember that edition. (laughs) Conti GT. (laughs) Anyway, I borrowed the Flying Spur. It's a delightful car in in so many ways, and I know you're not a massive fan of. Of V12s and things. Is it sweet? But it's a sweet, sweet car. Well, again, motoring journalist cliches when people go, oh, this car's so effortless. And you sort of go, I mean, most cars are about the same effort to drive unless you're talking about 
yeah, a Catrum? A, a 50s Land Rover. Oh, or yes. a, a 1970s Unimog or something. Or a Group B rally car. <laughs> Most cars are relatively about the same effort, you know. So it always feels like it's a slightly... But at the same time, it does... It, I know what is meant by that. And the Bentley is... It's about as easygoing from low speed as any car can be, particularly with internal combustion. And it does sort of then think... You think, actually, they, these this kind of Bentley will will take well to EV or semi-electrification yes. because it's very much in the character of the car anyway, just to sort of that, that very easy takeoff. There's loads of torque, low down. But what the W12 has is then absolutely loads of wallop as you keep going. It's a very... You decide how quickly the car goes, and it can be the absolutely gentle takeoff if you've got passengers on board, or you can properly mash it off the line and it goes like a stabbed rat but the reason i bring it up is it was a sweet sweet car um i love saying that it doesn't get boring to me no it doesn't does it no <laughs> not for us maybe for listeners i don't know but we're but, um, idiots the, so that yeah. <laughs> but this um so i think this edition 12 is sort of is based on the speed spec with uh and one of the things you could have with the interior is you don't have to have full leather. You have the centre panels of the seats in... It's actually um, a kind of polyester, apparently, but based on recycled polyester. Okay. So it's... I can't remember what they call it, but it's it's a kind of, you know, sort of... It has a recycled percentage of materials in it. And... But it just feels like very nice, soft, almost... It's not quite Alan Cantara. It's more sort of velour like short pile velour. Oh, that feels lovely. But the main thing is... It's delightful. It's soft to the touch. It looks nice. But the main thing is you just go, this is nicer than leather. Yeah. It's softer, it's warmer, and it's got more grip. So if you are doing a bit of tillermanship, it's, it, you know, it holds some, you in place. Doing some heavy... Like, There's more of this. Heavy palming taking place. Yeah. But I just... Uh, yeah, I was, I was, it's one of my favourite bits of that car was the fact that it's just got nice, soft cloth centre parts on the seats. I agree. I think there's it, the, it, these things can't come soon enough where recycled, um, essentially rubbish, become feels, yeah. and, feels and starts to look more desirable than what was deemed old-school class and luxury. Because it rewrites that rule book, doesn't it? In fact... yeah. I was in a car the other day, mate, and it had some recycled like like fishing nets. What have been found out of the ocean, and then what? like yeah, like been like woven and like stretched and all that, and put into some material inside a Maserati. I drove a gra- oh. I drove a Gran Turismo Folgore. Oh yeah, the electric one. And it's yeah. really really good, and oh, yeah. and the interior did have some new newfangled upcycled fabric and to the touch to the touch it felt like really dense and smooth neoprene wetsuit neoprene felt very felt lovely and looked good and again it was like totally made from junk pretty much and i was i was totally totally down with it i think it had an interesting name but i can't remember that name so i'm really sorry yeah, I just I, I was I wish I'd bother to make a note of this, but Bentley give this the their recycled cloth material a a name and but I think it's a hard sell, isn't it? They probably need to down pedal they go, Oh yeah, it's made from recycled polyester. People go, Ugh So what like vintage clothing and go, trousers. Well exactly, yes. It's all just like really sweaty clothes from the seventies. <laughs> but it's it's nice to the touch. And you sort of go, oh, well, it's sort of got that recycled part to it, so it's you know it's more virtuous than than slaughtering a load of cattle for leather. So um, yeah, it's good. Actually, this also reminds me because uh, I've just been on holiday to um, oh, to Majorca. Have you, mate? Oh, yeah, I just been to Majorca, uh, or as the locals call it, Mallorca. And it's uh, we had a, a I was going to say Seat Leon, we didn't. We had a Cupra Leon estate as our hire car oh lovely they're quite good aren't they yeah it was a really pleasant car and it had again cloth seats which particularly in a hot country is perfect because they don't they're not absolutely like they're not going to 
sear your thighs when you get back in wearing shorts <laughs> after it's been parked by the beach. Hand fried leg. So, yeah, that lay on it's bizarre. And here's the thing that that struck me because I, they still sell, and I had double checked this because I was a bit puzzled. I was like, they still sell a Seat Leon estate and a Cupra Leon estate. The Cupra, certainly the one that we borrowed, doesn't have Leon red on the outside there. It just says Cupra on the boot, along with that stupid badge that looks like an energy drink logo. Cupron. And um, I saw, I was like, what is, what, I don't, why? Like, I get that there's now the uh, Cupra Formentor. In fact, we went to Formentor, which is in Mallorca. Is it? Yeah. It's it's the captive Formentor. It's did, a beautiful did, party did, island. Did you kept saying it in that in that way? <laughs> I had to stop myself uh, because it's all I could think. Because your of. wife thought you were like, a complete yeah, meat lads. But here's the thing: about a week into our holiday, my wife suddenly went, "Why is this car called a Cupra?" isn't it a Seat? Mm. And I went, yeah, it is. It's it's complicated. And sort of, I was, I was trying to explain it in as least boring a way as possible, while also not betraying the fact that nobody understands it at all, why they've done this. No. And, um, but so I was like, well, they just, they're, for some reason, they've come up with this other name, but no one knows why. It's like uh, Puff Daddy went, becoming Puffy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, but he wasn't also still Puff Daddy at the same time, was he? That's the thing. Oh, yes. It's one That's thing right. to change a name. It's, it's another thing to come up with another name, but to keep your... It just feels like there was a kid at my junior school who suddenly announced that he wanted his nickname to be Spud. And you can't decide your own nickname. It doesn't work like that. So, of course, you know, nobody called him that. Cause, but I mean, it's the same thing with Cupra. Yeah, I, like, I think Cupra products are really good. But I just... Well, I... I would like to know how much money they spent on the rebrand or the creation mm. of the sub-brand because I just can't help feeling like so many car manufacturers just seem to waste a lot of money. Um, well, here's the thing, though. This is interesting because there was a little revelation here when I said to my wife, I don't know why they've done this. It doesn't make any sense. And, she, you know, why they decided to call some of their cars Cooper and not Seat? And she went, because it's cooler. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, Cooper. I, I like Cooper. Cooper sounds quite good. Say that. Yeah. It's weird, particularly because she didn't grow up in this country or indeed in Europe, but she she has this sort of perception of Say as being a bit kind of, yeah. She's a sharp she woman. Cooper was quite She's cool. immediately yeah, sniffed so, out the issue. And she's a normal person. She's not a car nerd. So she perhaps reflects more what the real world thinks and perhaps say it's actually onto something and we don't know what we're talking about i don't know anyway cooper lay on estates i'll be honest i don't even know what engine was in it four-cylinder turbo of some sort <laughs> hey just like ladies and gents i was actually going to lift the bonnet to have a look and see if i could figure it out and i just couldn't be asked i was like no the metal's hot i'm not going to do that it's the middle of the day you've done you've, um, you've done it's because you're a car journalist who's had a holiday you're like no nope, exactly. i'm not going to investigate yeah. the engine I'm not going to do that. No. I mean... I assume, <clears throat> I think it's, a, it's probably, I'm going to say 1. Was it 1.5 now in those? Fuck me, I should know this, but I don't. I, I'm not even going to comment. All I can say is I, um, I took the bonnet off the catering yesterday when we were filming and I put it in a bush mm. um, uh, because I wanted to... <laughs> drove look, off. Because <laughs> it's so light and I didn't know where else to put it safely. So I put it, I put it in a bush and as I was walking over to the bush, I, I mean, look, this is, I'm not making this up. 
I found some ladies' lingerie at the side of the road. We are in the middle of nowhere in Wales. Ladies' <laughs> oh lingerie God. at the side of the road, and it either had Nutella in it or something else. <laughs> and oh, God. <laughs> seriously, seriously. But I did want to look at the engine because that Caterham engine is so small. I still, I just keep looking mm. at it going, how can you be so much fun? How can you feel quick when you're so tinsy? I mean, the turbo is like the size of the top of this coffee cup that I'm drinking out of. That is, a, that is mm. actually a, a Smith & Sniff coffee cup, I hasten to add, because they exist and you can buy them. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. Smooth. Yeah, very um, smooth, yeah. Yeah, it's... I suppose, well, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. So, yes, Cooper Lay on estate. No idea what engine was in it. Some kind of four-cylinder turbo. It had plenty of grunt. It had the DSTG box on it. And um, it was just a very pleasant car. Good steering. Yeah. Good steering ratio. Yeah. Which is a strange thing to say, I know. But, you know, some cars have it, some cars don't. But it was one of those cars that I think it just, it was perfectly judged. It wasn't twitchy, but it had... It was fairly quick steering, so you could just sort of pour it into bends uh, and other things that uh, Tiller people might say. Well, as as you know, I was on holiday about a month ago, and um, Mm. I didn't need a car because uh, I was in a place where they don't really have cars. And that was good because I thought that's a true holiday for me. It's it's healthy Mm. to have a break from these things. Mm. However... When being picked up and ferried to our sort of like villary bit within the complex, um, mm. they insisted on everybody going in this golf cart, which mm. irritates me because I'm pretty. I'm, I'm always like, "Are you sure it warrants it?" Because like I'm quite happy to walk for a few minutes um, <laughs> because you know the, we have a, a world obesity problem. But anyway, uh, I got in this long wheelbase golf cart driven by a very friendly chap it, we're, we're wearing white robes. And um, <laughs> and this this is the driving driving around these these pathways with manicured gardens either side, and another golf cart's coming the other way with another complimentary uh, you know kind of coming to pick up some other guests or whatever with another guy wearing white robes, and mm. instead of slowing down. We're on a, a long sweeping corner. Instead of slowing down, because it's quite a narrow path, neither of them slow down. And then we go around the corner and we collide. Um, what? We do. We have, a, we have a slow, we have a fairly slow speed golf car accident. And it, all you, and, and both, both cars came to a halt. My children, my children looked at me and I looked at them and I just went, oh, whoops-a-daisy. And there was a pause. <laughs> there was a pause for about five seconds, which went on for, it felt like it went for, for ages. The guys made eye contact with one another. No, one, no words were spoken, no, mm. no expressions on their face. And then they both waited for one, the first one to select reverse and come out of the collision. <laughs> and as they came out of the collision, because you know you have the meh, 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 like yeah. the reverse buzzer. The sound yeah. of like shattered plastic as they oh, as they reversed off one another, <laughs> and and then they drove off, and that, nothing was ever said again. And it just it, it honestly it tickled me so much. He he did not reference it at all. Didn't say sorry. Didn't say hope you have a good stay. Just basically said nothing, like it had never happened. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and every now my son just every time we saw a golf cart during that holiday, he was like. I wonder if I wonder if they're going to have a crash because at night at night they don't put the headlights on what they do what no I mean it makes no sense to me I'm still baffled they flash oh, it doesn't make when they're coming towards you like the pedestrians on the the pathways they mm. flash their lights at you to say they like, presumably to say they're coming rather than toot and horn in case people are asleep but uh, but then they don't actually have their headlights on. So then they carry on driving. And I'm like, why don't you just put your lights on? Then all the communication hmm. is done and you can actually see. And they were driving along these like little boardwalks um, out into the sea, you know, like um, where there's some like villas on stilts and things. Yeah. And they were nailing it along these rickety little boardwalks, but with no headlights on at night. I was like, oh, what's the worst that can happen here? Oh, I know. You lose it, go into the water in a golf cart, and there's sharks. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, that, that's quite serious, just because you can't <laughs> yes, be bothered God. to turn the headlight switch on. 
it focuses what? the mind certainly if those are the those are the odds but, but do you know what my son said you know what my son Weston said he said daddy I know why they're doing that they're saving the battery because they're battery powered and I went uh, uh, I said yeah. maybe but I said do you not think that that's yeah. sort of like not the bit that you want to scrimp on at night that's the bit that you do need isn't it I would just drive a little slower with full headlights on I don't know if anyone else has ever had this experience but um it, it kind of confused and tickled me in equal measure. That's, oh my God. It's, I know, I know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I simply don't understand uh, and all that. Funnily enough, since this is now uh, what, we, what we did on our holidays, that um, we were staying in this house in sort of rural Majorca, the, the sort of top of the island, and a lot of the lanes leading around that area are quite narrow. There's a lot of... Top of the island. Sudden anchoring sudden anchoring on to do a slow pass and i noticed a lot of the locals they're dri- they're driving around with their driver's door mirror tucked in oh it's never think, unfolded so they can maintain pace yeah because they're like just there's you know you don't need it so much on those lanes but what you do need is to make sure you don't cuff it off when some idiot in a hire car is coming the other way and hasn't quite got the technique right for a for a mid-speed pass on a narrow lane <laughs> so yeah i was almost it's, like oh, should i do this and i was like no no don't God, do I'm that not, it's mirror don't want to do this mirror signal manana i don't know whether that's yeah. a thing and speaking of hire cars on majorca i noticed uh that there were a lot of now i'm assuming these must be hire cars they were everywhere and I can't think why else. It's not like lots and lots of Mallorcans have suddenly gone out and bought these loads of those new Alfa Romeo toenails. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, God. that's interesting to me because it's like that car's only just come out and are Alfa, they're they already just like covertly dumping them onto the Mediterranean higher fleet. Yes, they are. They are. They must I be. I think they must be, mustn't they? Do you and- know the, the other very prevalent higher cars? Again, a lot, saw a lot of new school mgs oh okay yeah yeah a lot of you know lincoln co yeah we, that chinese they're big in the netherlands um and a couple of other parts yes. we don't get them well yet, they we? are the the o1 which is their sort of medium-sized suv quite a nice looking thing mm. um absolutely loads of them all the same colour, all, I think, with this interesting blue trimmings on half the wheels and some of the, the door, the, like the roof pillars and stuff. And then these other Chinese-made cars, badged as DRs. Have you seen these? DR? Yeah, they're Chinese. Um, now, I did look this up and, of course, I've forgotten it, but they're badged <laughs> DR, which is apparently... Um, and I'm going to look this up. I'm just going to cheat because I can't remember. It's an Italian company... Uh, that brings in uh, their cherry, mostly made cars. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they um, and they rebadge them in Europe as DR. The badges are comically shit oh. because they're too big and they're so obviously stuck on over the top of where the normal badge would go from when it was made. Why do people do that? And it's um, awful, isn't it? Well, it's just it's so, so sort of low rent. But, yeah, they were everywhere, seeing them all around. I honestly didn't know. They're so – it's some sort of smallish SUV seemed to be the main thing. And they're so generic. I was like, are they filming a car insurance advert around here? And they've, they've rebadged something They've rebadged the else. town. <laughs> but it's just, they were all over the shop. And I suddenly thought, this is quite interesting, between the MGs and the Lincoln Co's and these DRs. Now, all obviously hire cars – Definitely hire cars because a lot of them had this big sticker in the back window from one of the local hire companies. But this is where suddenly you go, uh, th- this may be where Euro car makers are more fucked than we thought because clearly hire companies in somewhere like Mallorca, they just want a cheap, fairly reliable product. Yeah. They don't give a shit about anything else, really. No. And so, and I'm guessing also. A, a relatively cheap, reliable product they can actually get their hands on, which is, you know. I'm oh, because of course China has issues. Su- supplies is is open. Yeah. Um, so suddenly, it's like you know, the, uh, with the exception of Alfa Romeo, suddenly gone. I don't know, we'll do. We'll do you a nice deal on this brand new model that we we've been talking up. But otherwise, I think probably higher companies just gone. Look, what can we get our hands on that's quite affordable? Um, 
and here it is straight from china so uh that that was i think quite interesting interesting it is on it is interesting around i I don't know if anyone else has seen this in other parts of europe on their summer holidays that suddenly noticed that this sort of you know essentially kind of chinese made suv landfill I'm, I, I, I miss the um, Suzuki SJ um, or the, the wide-arched Vitara's um, hire cars oh, yeah. where the, the back half is, is a cloth, there's a fabric roof, mm. and it's sort of, yeah. it kind of fits like um, NBA trousers. So there's, there's always yes. a lot of slack, a lot of give in the system, and it tends to get a bit of a whip on above about 40 miles an hour. And starts flailing the roof. A textbook, eighties and nineties Mediterranean holiday hire car. Absolutely, that just doesn't exist anymore. No, no, it doesn't, does it? You sometimes see them in people's. Saw front a few lawns. chimneys in Mallorca actually, but I assume they were locally owned. I don't know if they were hire cars. And of course, they were they were they were hard roof. They weren't soft top ones. So yeah, it's not the same. I hope we have the Jimny uh, K car engined one, which is the engine out of this the Caterham. It, it has the Jimny oh, yeah. has the Jimny motor. My other, I didn't see loads of interesting cars in Mallorca. I was reminded of when I was a kid. Like we went to Mallorca when I was quite little, and I remember just being fascinated by all these cars we didn't get at home, like sort of local, you know, Seat six hundreds and stuff, and Simcas, lots of Simcas. Oh, like Renault fives with a boot. Yes, those really horrible looking things. Can't remember what they're called. Yeah, they're terrible. (laughs) They look awful. I think that's the one where they um, that was a locally that was developed in Spain by a sort of Renault subsidiary. And I think they used the windscreen as the back window to save money. Oh my so god! Well, that the, would explain the front it. And rear glass is the same. So they look like one of those. They are quite odd looking. They look like one of those car cut car trailers that I talked about in a previous podcast, which yes. I'm now getting many many DMs about people sharing mm. pictures and saying, "Oh, you'd hate this." Hence, why yeah, I'm sharing it with you. We've um, had quite a few. And Fiat years. fullback pickups. There's more than four in the UK. Yes, there's way more. Well. Are we absolutely sure it's not the same one just being passed around? I mean... Uh, oh, that's true, actually. I don't know. That is true. Um, which, uh, I actually, as well, well before I forget, I was, we had quite loads of messages. While I was away, I suddenly got back and there were loads and loads of <laughs> messages to the Smith & Sniff email address. And I was like, ow, oh, bollocks. Even less chance of us replying to these. <laughs> but this one don't say made that. me laugh out loud. Um, it's uh, a, a chap called Adam Hayes. Uh, he, you remember we were talking at the um, live show in Bista about cars with stickers of other cars on the back because you'd spotted that X type with the, the with the Messerschmitt bubble car badge yeah. on it. Yes, yes. Because we were talking about an X type and car stickers, this triggered Adam to remember <laughs> remember um, uh, spotting <laughs> spotting a car. He says this was during COVID times. Um, I found myself in the unfortunate situation of having to drive into London on the M20 in what would have been rush hour if everyone wasn't locked up in their houses. There were very few cars on the road, so imagine my surprise at seeing a truly spent base model X-type saloon careering past me at breakneck speed. Imagine my greater surprise when I saw how it was decked out. It was grubby silver and smarty-sized alloys. I don't really know what that means, like as in off a smart. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're like, they're, like the sweet, they're tiny. So little, little oh, tiny oh, circuits, yes. so really small diameter rims. Of course. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, so uh, it, it was grubby silver with smarty-sized alloys <laughs> with two St. George's Cross flags sticking out of the rear passenger windows. Oh, nice, nice. There wasn't any football happening at the time, so this was pure unadulterated patriotism. The rear window was the coup de grace, however. (laughs) Brackets. I'm hoping the owner doesn't mind me speaking foreign. Writ large across the entirety of the glass in purple glitter Old West font (laughs) were the words, fuck off. (laughs) What? Really? (laughs) Driving around in a car with purple purple glitter? Purple glitter Old West font. The words fuck off. <laughs> Hang on. There's a little extra touch here, which I think is delightful. Um, <laughs> <Adam> says, what? <laughs> what really sold it was when the thumbhead at the wheel had to slam on his brakes for a f- speed camera, and I realised the central. B- 
brake light had been replaced with one that lit up. <laughs> that lit up with the Pornhub logo. No way! <laughs> <laughs> this person's this person's an absolute hero. Who the hell are they? Who is this person? Is this if you tell me that this if you tell me this, that the the week prior to this the car had been purchased as as the Queen's own car and then gracefully oh my god imagine that they've just because that didn't sell for much money I don't think and someone's put no. a Pornhub well it keeps coming up for sale and I know because we always get sent it don't we by people going it's up for sale again yeah. but yeah it's, 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 it's constantly for sale that car I think the Queen favoured an estate and this was saloon, oh this was a saloon. who knows maybe this was her sort of covert because people go look at that X type with two um, St George's flags flying from it and fuck off across the well, back window I bet that's Her Majesty the Queen I've got a theory who, who that was was it was it part of the Joe Biden motorcade that came through London the, oh, the other week? Of course. And Joe Biden, may, yes. maybe he's far far wiser than we expect him to be. So instead of doing an official presidential motorcade with all the usual Cadillacs and flags and silly escalades yep. and stuff that yeah. can't, it draws attention. It draws attention. So immediately it's pointless. I think. Yeah. Instead, he's like, no, I'm going to get a really dodgy Uber. That's got that's be, yeah. being driven by a professional, and um, and 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 so while the faux motorcade goes one way, Biden is in a is in an X-type with England flags, silver a silver base model, and he, and he has no idea that the third brake light is is naughty. And uh, well, that's but then amazing. also because the back window having enormous uh, purple glitter old west style fuck off written on it that. That covers the back window, so you can't see who's in there. Of course. So perfect. Whilst also acting as a deterrent, because you'd go, I'm not going to go and mess with whoever owns that car, because they're clearly a nutter. They're angry. So, they're really angry. Yeah. Wow. I was not expecting you to say that. No. I, I, I Thank you, Adam, for that message. It was absolutely superb. Um, it really, really made me laugh. Uh, and still makes and me, me laugh. And me. So to recap, a silver-based one leg type on tiny alloys with two St. George Cross flags. Fuck <laughs> off. Written massive letters. Purple glitter as well. I just don't understand. There's too much to unpack there. I know, and then uh, the the absolute just a little cherry on the top is that the third brake light has been replaced with one that displays the the Pornhub logo, which, as Adam notes, is I don't know if this was a factory option, <laughs> but seeing as it was an early noughties model, I'm not sure no, the hub even existed. I, 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 no, doubtful. so. Doubtful. In fact, Adam signs off by noting that this is a truly unique and awful car. In fact, find another. Oh, um, oh, Saranoff. Saranoff has got his work cut out. Saranoff swings into action. But um, yeah, uh, thank you, Adam. That's an excellent message. If you know this of this X type, or in fact, if you own this X type, um, please get in touch. Hello at smithandsniff.com. I, I, we probably have a lot of questions we need to ask you. Uh, um, I, yeah, I. Um, Talk, actually, talking of bad fonts, it's something I've been meaning to bring up for a while. And that is, you know, the new Golf R, so the Mark 8 Golf? Yes. Yes. The R is such a lacklustre font. It's awful. It is, isn't it's it? It's really awful. Yes, it's poor. It's it so... like it's a sort of sixth form art project, it's, art and design, or whatever they it's call it. It's clip art now. Golf R. It's yeah. just bad clip. I, I, I don't know if you you watch at the start of every film, you know, there's all the production companies' uh, logos come up yes. with little animations. Yes, I'm fascinated by that. I like them as well, because some of them are genuinely cool. Um, yeah, and some of them are genuinely terrible. Some of them are also go, grim, yeah. Oh, you just drew that on a, an envelope in a restaurant. Yeah. You had a couple of glasses of Chardonnay, and it's, it's just terrible. <laughs> Well, that reminds me, the Golf R uh, lackluster font reminds me of the Regency production company, which has a big oh, yes. has a big R, which looks like a sort of like sh- shit italics or shit calligraphy. Yes, yes, shit calligraphy. It is, isn't it? It's khaki calligraphy. Yeah. So I just want to say, um, it's the Germans have, have, have been doing this a lot of late. Audi were leading the way with, for a long time with uh, all of the horrible front wing... Um, lettering for V6T and stuff like that, which yeah. just looked like they mm. were 
ordered from Wish and just stuck mm. on with a, with a you know a little bit of 3M torn off and slapped on. It just looked horrible, <laughs> yes. not premium. I was in B&M Home Bargains last week. They've got stick-on silver letters, so I bought a V6 and a T. It looks smashing. <laughs> it is, though. It, it really ruins it for me. It irritates me. Um, yeah, so, so that. But, but the other thing that I wanted to bring up, again, just I won't dwell on it, is while I've been travelling over the last three days as Caterham guy, I've obviously realised that the nemesis is caravans and motorhomes. And of course, we're in, we're in mm. the summer holidays. So, mm. oh my gosh, who designs the decals on motorhomes? Who designs them? <laughs> who designs them? Because you can have, you can have like a £90,000 really well put together motorhome from a, you know, a high ranking yeah. company. Let's a German one, like, I don't know, Heimer, Heimer Mobile. And these things are not cheap. And, mm. and you look at it and go, I bet that's amazing inside. I bet that's really good fun to kind of spend a week in. And then it looks like, again, it just looks like some generic clip art swishy nonsense has just been stenciled onto the side of it. And you just go, who thought that that would add value and add panache to it? Because it doesn't. <laughs> panache. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Panache is quite a good name for a caravan. Actually, panache. Yeah, is, panache. The, I, I bet there's got to be a, there's got to be a caravan that's a panache. It's got to be. Because I just thought... It's a very caravanny sort of word. If you'd just gone and spent 80 grand on a car and then the dealer went, oh, um, we're, we're going to put this sort of like sizzle, sort of like stencil line on it, like a swish and then a tick mm. and then three lines that look like a paintbrush has been uh, just just pushed across and then lifted at the end like a lick. Yeah. Uh, is that okay? You'd go... Yeah, I hope you don't mind. It's my 11-year-old daughter has just got Microsoft Paint and she really wants to do art at GCSE so could you she's going to do some graphics for your your, your caravan yeah mm, I draw, no I now are those Heimer ones yeah. are, they, are they the spiritual successor to the comma van in that the track is always oh, the, very narrow it, to my eyes oh it's so inboard it's it I'm glad you pointed that out extremely inboard eyes um yeah just like um if you remember Mumra from the Thundercats <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm showing my hate. Mumra. Mumra, yes, the undead. Now, Mumra, obviously a bit dodgy, and I was actually terrified of him as a, as a child. Um, Mumra is an ancient mummy that comes to life and mysteriously has a six-pack, but um, his eyes are extremely inboard to the skull because I actually don't think he has eyes because he's a mummy. Um, but that's what... The, the, the Heimer that I looked at yesterday that spurred me on to make this note to chat about it. The front the track was so inboard, you almost had to get on your hands and knees and look for the hubcaps. Just couldn't quite see them. <laughs> yeah, they're in there somewhere. It's, it, <laughs> it was amazing. But I, I love the overbodied, under-tracked look. I just think it screams adventure and it, absolutely <laughs> massive windscreen. Massive <laughs> yes, windscreen. Every bend is an adventure of, will it roll over at this point? I'm sure they don't. They're designed I'm sure they're better great. than that. But they look like they might be topply like an old comma um speaking of the shit r badge on the golf r which you're right I, I that's been bothering me as well do you see last week they announced a revised gti badge to suggest that the the gti will exist uh when volkswagens are fully electrified so they've changed the eye to a sort of shit lightning bolt it's just a really khaki again you just go who the fuck did this for you a 10 year old it's just not good enough oh i, ha- I have an absolute amateur hour. i haven't seen this and i'm not sure i want oh, to now i'm really poor. i'm really scared that it's going to be no it's just rubbish it's just, just i don't know it's just disappointing um one other thing we should wrap this up but one other thing I, I wanted to bring up just because it's so extraordinary that you uh sent to me um a couple of weeks ago was it, it was on twitter a chap called the milk float man oh yes i know the milk float guy put a picture up uh, he's a great guy he does a, a picture is strong trade in smart alive. roadsters Oh, does he? He does, okay. which is obviously not a milk float, but he does milk floats. He put this on Twitter. He'd copied in you. Now, this is slightly confusing. He'd p- copied in <clears> you, uh, Paul Cowland. It kind of makes sense because he's in the car world. But then he'd also, co- <laughs> for some reason, he's copied in Carol Vorderman and Tom Kerridge, the chef. I don't really know why. What? But, but it's it's a picture. Um, 
his, his, the writing says, never bought a vehicle from a naturist. Before. Oh, yeah, this one. Yes. And there's just a stocky chap. Very stocky. In boots, but nothing else. Yes. Watching an old, I think it's like a sort of, it's a, um, a Piaggio Arpe, isn't it? It is a Piaggio Arpe. Yeah, like a, a um, it's a barista little three-wheeler barista truck i'm just trying to read i've got this i've got this picture up here um and it says on the side <laughs> <laughs> it says on the side northern grind I know. which <laughs> takes on an entirely different uh, sense I, I, when you see this stout gentleman standing there i remembered i remember uh, entirely stark as apart from some he's wearing some real in a street as well he's wearing some proper like um uh, kind of new age traveler boots aren't they I think they might be, yeah. But he is, it is patently a street. It is not a private area. It is a street. There's a, there's a red mini parked there. Oh, it's a full street. At the curb. Yeah. And an industrially sort of office building in the background. And he is pretty much as naked as the day he was born, assuming he was born wearing boots. Um, but otherwise, yeah. It's, it's watching on an, the loading process. Watching, watching the, the loading process. But the, the picture, I should say, the, the man is standing with his back and indeed arse to the camera, so you can't see the rest of his equipment, but he is there very proudly, hands on hips, watching he is doing hands on hips, isn't he? being loaded onto a truck <laughs> with no clothes on. It's just, I just, I can't make head nor tail of it, except that I suppose his commitment to the um, naturist cause is total. Naturists are never... They're, they're they're never the ones that you want to see naked. I'm just going to say that in my in my humble opinion. No, it's funny though, isn't it? I was reminded of this on a holiday that uh, you know it's, it's a long time since I've been on a sort of Mediterranean holiday, and you see, so you forget about um, the, the different attitudes towards. I mean, not full nudity, but certainly toplessness. Yes, but it's often a group of older ladies just standing up to their waists in the sea, having a good chat. Yes. Um, but with um, with their clocks on display, <laughs> and it's kind of you just go. Oh, fair enough. I mean, you know, what about? Did you see? I'm think. sure you saw some Euro tangers as well on men. Some Euro tangers, yes. yes, yes. Not not as many as maybe expected, but then you know, I suppose beaches of Mallorca overrun with British people who are not so keen on the tangers. No, I would say um, I think the French are probably the leaders in the old male archliner reveal. Uh, probably south of France, I'm going to say. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Good. Well, on that note, we should bring this all to a close. Uh, Before we do, I have three things to tell you. Um, The first one is that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Stinky Flask Show, in which Johnny's (laughs) drinking coffee from a a vessel that once contained petrol. Indeed, Um, indeed. And... uh, that's delightful uh of course there's also the late break show lots of excellent videos about cars on there what have we got coming up at the moment what's, what's just oh uh, i actually can't remember oh no we've got a i got a i got okay. a lovely barn find of a sweet sweet extremely rare car um that's was been put away in the early 70s i think um so a very oh. long time that's got a that's got a, that's a lovely little charmer and we've uh we recently did the my new the new nissan z nissan z I, yes. I, I reviewed that off of Californian roads and went to that really cool um, little uh, morning gathering called the Good Vibes Breakfast Club, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, right. American car-based breakfast club. So what was that, 2.45 a.m., something like that? Yeah, do you know what? I, it, was, it was about eight in the morning, which I was astonished. What? I was astonished. I was astonished. Maybe <laughs> it's not called the Good Vibes Breakfast Club. Maybe it's called the Good Vibes Dinner Club, but it starts at 8 a.m. Yes. <laughs> And I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah. Second thing I've got to tell you is not something I've got to tell you. It's something that you've got to tell people. I've got to tell people. So, listen, look, guys, please. Hey, why don't you come to a show on the 13th of August? So, not long, not far away at Mallory Park. It's the Retro Rides Gathering, which is a really, really good show for pre 2000 mostly cars. Um, lots of modified stuff, lots of really, really interesting people too. It's one of my favourite shows. We have a late break show, massive enclosure um, within that. And I'd love to have you along if you wanted to buy a ticket and bring a car to display or not. It's entirely up to you. Uh, But if you did, I will put a link in the description um, in the 
the thing. What am I trying to say, Richard? A link in the Patreon thing. Oh, um, yeah, do that, yeah. And, yeah, so I'll share it on social media as well. We are on social media. Yeah. We've got a we've got a Smith & Sniff Instagram and everything, so... Um, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper was inspired by Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. See, I, I'm i not convinced all girls want to do is have fun. I'm just going to... And I saw... Well, they, they want to do many things, just like everyone yeah. does, you know. It's because... Not just want to have no, fun. Sometimes you've got to do a tax return or something. You don't want to do it, but you've got to exactly. do it. Exactly. Um, I need to clean the yeah, toilet no, in the bathroom, but it, it's not going to be fun. I suppose that's the thing. You don't want to. But I, suppose, I mean, I suppose most people do just want to have fun, but unfortunately life doesn't really pan out well, like I'm, that. Well, I'm Caterham guy, and so I have constant fun when I'm behind the wheel, apart from when... I have to fun. park up, and I realise it takes about twelve minutes of poppers. Just, and I don't mean the drug; I mean actual poppers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do. I think twelve minutes of poppers, then driving a caterer would be a really awful idea. But you'd be very ruddy faced for quite a long time. <laughs> I think I'll stop talking. Though, combination Rich. of the two. I think you probably should. Yes. Thank you ever so much for listening. Um, we will do this all again next week. But until then, goodbye. Bye now. Love you. Bye bye. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Mugs, t-shirts, stickers. We might do hats soon, we haven't decided. This may come as a surprise. But Smith and Smith have merchandise. You won't believe your eyes. Smith and Smith have merchandise. Sadly, we don't do pies, but Smith and Sniff have merchandise. One day we might sell ties, Smith and Sniff have merchandise. I'm Caterham Guy, I've got my technical jacket on, I've got my 90s Oakley's on. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.